Morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Uh, this world around us is, by and large, an ungodly place. And the, uh, the, the scripture said in Ephesians that the spirit of disobedience uh, is, is all around it. it. It permeates it. And that can contaminate you if you will let it. That's why the scripture says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can prove what the will of God is. So the... And it depends what kind of exposure you have to this and what kind of exposure you have to the Word of God as to how influenced and which way you're going to be swayed. So that's one of the reasons we have faith school. That's one of the reasons why you need to be a part of a good church. You need to have believer friends that you fellowship with. You need to feed yourself personally on the Word of God and pray. Because if you're only hearing, seeing, being around the ungodly, rebellious, defiant thing, it'll sway you more than you think. So uh, get your Bible, get a, something to make a note with. We're going to believe God today and get the junk pushed off <laughs> and get filled up with faith. Father, all of us agree to, together today as touching this, asking you for anointing, understanding, open the scriptures to us, we pray, and show us the answers that are needed for now. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Look again in 1 Corinthians 10, one of our main texts on our series that we've been calling Overcoming Unbelief. We saw that uh, everything that happened to the Israelites as recorded in uh, Exodus, and, uh, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and Joshua, and those, all those things, uh, their journeys out of Egyptian slavery and eventually the second generation into uh, the promised land, we see that the Bible says all of that is typical for us. All of that is an example for us. The Bible said in verse 5, 1 Corinthians 10, 5, with many of them God was not well pleased. We know faith is what pleases Him. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not. Everybody say we should not. We should not. Not <laughs> do what they did. Lust, be an idolater, commit fornication, tempt Christ. Verse 10, we should not murmur like they murmured and got destroyed of the destroyer. All these things happened to them for examples. And they're written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. So we're in the process now 
of taking these instances, there were 10 specific instances that led up to them not going into the promised land. Go back to Exodus, if you would again, please, in the 16th chapter. And we, we saw the first one in Exodus 14, where that God delivered them from uh, Pharaoh's army and, and actually split the Red Sea. And what you see is deliverance, protection, provision by miracles in, in every one of these instances. God was demonstrating his will and his power. His plan and his power, his will and his ability. And it wasn't just for them. He never changes. It's for anybody that will trust him. Any of his people in any generation, he is the unchanging God. And when, like in the 15th chapter where he revealed to them and said, if you'll listen to me and do what I tell you to do, I will be the Lord who heals you. I'll be the Lord, your great physician. And these are these compound redemptive names, Jehovah plus another name. This was Jehovah Rapha. And these are great I am revelations. Nobody can say, well, he used to be the healing God. You, nobody can say correctly that the I am used to be. <laughs> right? Y'all understand what I'm saying? So every time he has revealed himself, that's why he didn't say, uh, I was or I will be, I am. Uh, you know, a million years ago, he, he is I am. <laughs> and a million years from now, he is I am unchanging, unchanging. Somebody say unchanging. unchanging. He, he said, I am the Lord, I change not. He didn't change from the Old Testament to the New. Our covenant changed. He didn't change, didn't need to. And so we see him demonstrating his care, his love, and his power to uh, provide, to protect. And so when Pharaoh's army was bearing down on them, he did something nobody had ever heard of. He split the Red Sea. He, he congealed, froze the water in a wall and, and allowed his people to come across and then it collapsed on the, the enemies. And then he made the bitter water sweet. And we see situation after situation where he did things nobody had ever heard of. And he didn't just only do it for them. The reason we got the book, the reason you and I are talking about it today, he wants us to know that just like he provided for them, he provides for you when you believe. And just like he, he will do miracles, he did miracles. He still does miracles. Things people hadn't thought of. Do you believe it, class? And so let these things get in you. And, and every time you're reading about what he did and these miracles, you need to pause for a moment and go, that's my father. That's my God, right? That's the God I believe in. That's the God I, I fellowship with on a daily basis. That's the same God who takes care of me. 
in the uh, 16th chapter of Exodus, we got to this part. After they had seen the deliverance of God two major times already, and I shouldn't say that, prior to that, they saw ten major miracles, ten signs and wonders in Egypt that got them out of Egypt. And since then, they have seen two more spectacular miracles. And by the grace of God, they're about to see some more. But it's not because of their faith. <laughs> and something else you see, the mercy of God hmm? kept giving them opportunities, kept giving them opportunities, showing them more, demonstrating more, and then here's another opportunity. And so every challenge is another opportunity to demonstrate, to show God that you trust Him. And today, you have an unexpected bill. You have a bad report about your body. You get a bad report from a loved one or an issue with your child. You got a choice. You can fear. You can panic. You can talk death and defeat. Or you can realize this is another opportunity. Right? For me to demonstrate that I know who my God is. Right? And I trust Him. And even though you don't have a clue how He could fix it, you believe He can fix it. And you believe He wants to take care of you. And He will take care of you. And you start talking that way. Right? And when it looks the darkest, you need to look over at your neighbor and smile and go, look here, watch. you're about to see a miracle. Just watch. Just watch. You're about to see a miracle. <laughs> People sometimes roll their eyes and go, that would take a miracle. Well, we know somebody. <laughs> we, right? we just happen to know somebody still in the miracle business. My father. Your father. So it says they, they took their journey and they went into the wilderness and when we say wilderness, now you got to remember, this is absolute, bleak, barren desert. I mean, this, this, this place has a lot in common with the Sahara. You know, this, this is nothing out here. Nothing grows, no water, no trees, desert. And the whole congregation... They murmured against Moses and Aaron, and they said, Would to God we'd died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. You know, we sat by the flesh pots. We did eat bread to the full. Like we said yesterday, you know, the good old slave days. For you brought us forth, you, you brought us out here to kill us. This whole assembly with hunger. Were they really in danger of starving to death? We, we've, we got the benefit of the rest of the story. We know what God had planned. They didn't know. And that's what faith is about. Uh, Hebrews 11 says, Faith is the substance or the confidence of things hoped for or expected. One translation said, uh, being uh, confident of what you expect or, or being sure of what you expect. 
And then it's also the, the evidence or the conviction or being sure of things you can't see. Can you be sure of something that hasn't happened yet? You don't have to know all the details, but you can be sure God's going to take care of me. Can't you? Yes. You can. You had not seen it yet. You don't know how, but that's what faith is. Faith is not having all the answers in your head. Faith is trusting the person. Trusting the person of God. He brought me out here. He didn't bring me out here to kill me. He is well able to take care of me. Is that right? And he will take care of me. And you need to say things like that. You need to say, not to try to impress other people, but there, especially when you're dealing with doubt, uh, doubt, thoughts, and pressures are coming against you, you need to open your mouth. And you need to say, you know, like the psalmist said in Psalm 91, talking about protection. He said, a thousand may fall over here and 10,000 over here, but it won't, it won't happen to me. Now, people hear that and go, well, who do you think you are? It's not who I think I am. It's who I believe he is. Hmm? And who I am to him. He cares about me. And he requires faith. It's not optional. He requires it. The Bible said, without faith, it's impossible to please him. You must, not, not can, you must believe that he is. And you must believe. He is a rewarder of those that seek him. Said out loud, I have faith in my God. He will take care of me. I don't have to know how. I will be fed my whole life long. I will be clothed. I'll have a place to stay. My needs will be met. The Lord is my good shepherd. I shall not want. Hallelujah. Now, do we know exactly how all that's going? Don't have to know. You don't have to know to have. That's what faith is all about. It is confidently expecting what hasn't happened yet. It is being sure of what you can't see. Now, when they said that, verse 4, the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. Wow. Just let that phrase soak in a minute. He said, I'm going to feed you. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to rain it out of the sky. The food. Nobody, it's like the Red Sea. Nobody's ever heard of anything like this before. And, and, and the reason God kept doing it is a, other than accomplishing his purpose of leading them into the promised land, he wants to demonstrate his power and his love for all generations to come. As I studied this again, getting ready for the, uh, uh, the classes here, man, it stirred me more than I've been stirred about this in, uh, before, that God is my provider, seeing how he did this and the way he, he took care of them. He's never changed and he never will. In, in spite of them talking about the good old slave days. Now just, now think about yourself. If you went to crazy effort to deliver somebody from slavery. <laughs> and then 
the first little bump in the road, they look at you and go, I wish you'd have left me alone and you left me in slavery. I told you, you're going to kill me out here. What would it make you want to do? Well, go back. <laughs> you want to go back to Egypt? Go back to <laughs> But not God. They're railing on Moses for the nth time. They're griping, they're unthankful, they're disrespectful, they're looking back and talking about how good it was in the good old slave days. And what God says, okay, I'm going to rain you some food. Is he good or is he good? I'm going to rain you some food out of the sky. And the people is going to go out and they're going to gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them. Now here we're getting into this that we talked about earlier. That I may what? Prove them. Now we're going to see from other scriptures. Not prove so that you'll be disapproved. Prove so that you will be approved. And God will have a right to promote you and do things for you that he's not doing for anybody else on the earth. But see he's got to be justified in that or he's not fair. And, and what's he asking? He's not asking some crazy thing. What's he asking for? I shouldn't say asking. What's he requiring? Faith. All you got, that you believe in him. That you trust him. That you not panic and freak out every time a problem comes up. That you open your mouth and say, well, God, God got us out of Egypt. Huh? God got us through the Red Sea. Right? After a while, shouldn't you start thinking that way? God, God sweetened the waters of Mara. God found us an oasis in the desert. You remember that? Reckon he can take care of us out here. And see, there's a reason why God is doing these things where there is nothing in the desert. There's no water. There are no crops. There's no food. Why? He's demonstrating. In fact, Jesus quoted this in the wilderness when he was tempted Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. God is demonstrating, I don't have to have a grocery store. I don't have to have a truck or a plane or a refrigerator. I don't have to have a crop. I don't have to have anything that you think I need to take care of you in a splendid way. And so here he does. He said, now what's going to happen? You're going to go out and gather it every day at a certain rate. And I'm going to prove them whether they'll walk in my law or no. In other words, whether they'll, I'm going to see whether they will listen to me or not. Whether they'll do what I tell them or not. And so this one I'm calling, we've already seen the first one was uh, the Red Sea. The second one was uh, Waters of Merah. And this one We've already seen them murmur, murmuring here in the wilderness of sin. That's number three. Now we're getting to number four, the manna test. <laughs> it was a test of, of faith. And all of these are, are tests of faith. He said, uh, it'll come to pass. On the sixth day they will prepare that which they bring in, and it'll be twice as much as they gather daily. And Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel, at evening, you're going to know that the Lord is the one that brought you out of the land of Egypt. 
You know, they really should have already known that. Huh? These folks are a bit slow. <laughs> Don't laugh too hard. Because <laughs> the scripture warns us that you could wind up being just like them. <laughs> Say it out loud. Lord, Lord help me not to be slow. <laughs> I purpose to be quick. What does that mean? Quick to believe. Right? Quick to believe. Quick to respond in faith. He said, all right, you're going to know that the Lord brought you out of the land of Egypt. In the morning, you're going to see the glory of the Lord. For he hears your murmurings against the Lord. And what are we that you murmur against us? And Moses said, this will be when the Lord will give you in the evening flesh to eat. And in the morning, bread to the full. For the Lord hears your murmurings, which you murmur against him. And what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. This murmuring is a big deal. Can you see that? It displeased the Lord. It irritated him. It aggravated him. Now, this is not hard to understand. If somebody's griping at you all the time, and they got no reason for it, and they got every reason they should be thankful and should be respectful, would that be annoying to you? All they do is gripe. Gripe, 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 and complain and blame and complain and blame, and you've done everything in the world for them, and they don't appreciate any of it, and they show no respect, and the only thing they talk about is what they don't have. Don't have, don't have this, don't have that. You didn't do that, and you're hurting me, and you're going to kill me out here. And, and how many times did he say, God's hearing these murmurings? And he said, uh, you think you're murmuring at us, but he said, your murmuring's against God. He hears them. Does God hear it? Yes. He said, he hears them. And uh, verse 9, he said, your murmuring's not against us. They're against the Lord. Moses spoke to Aaron, say to all the congregation of the children of Israel, come near before the Lord, for he has heard your murmurings. How many times are we going to hear about this? <laughs> help, me, help me out loud. Say, murmurings? Bad. Okay. <laughs> Get that. And it came to pass as Aaron spoke, the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. Hallelujah. That's what they lived with all those years. The glory cloud manifesting. Fire by night. And, and the glory and cloud by day. It led them in their journeys. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, I have heard the murmurings. <laughs> Say it again. Murmurings? murmurings? Bad. I've heard the murmurings of the children of Israel. Speak to them and say, at evening, you're going to eat meat, we'd say. And in the morning, you're going to be filled with bread. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In his mercy, he keeps trying to convince them. You know, I'm here. I'm real. You can trust me. Verse 13, it came to pass at evening, quails came and covered the camp. Can the Lord fly in fresh quail without an airplane? Don't get any fresher. Huh? Now, how, pray tell, 
did a, a, a enough a flock of enough quail fly to that particular spot at that particular time. And we're talking about enough to feed some two million people. Somebody say, that's a lot of quail. That's a lot of, a lot of quail. And God is show, he's demonstrating, I can feed you anywhere. I can bring food to you from anywhere. See, they're out there going, man, ain't nothing but desert for miles and miles and miles. We're all going to starve out here. Were they in danger of starving? Never, never. Now, why am I talking about this? Should we think like this? Does this affect us? When we look around and go, I don't know where in the world we're going to get the money to pay these bills. Do you think God is baffled by it? Never. Never. It's the same opportunity for us to demonstrate faith. So it says, the quail came up and covered the camp. And in the morning, the dew lay round about the host. And when the dew that lay was gone up, Behold, upon the face of the wilderness, there lay a small round thing, as small as the hoarfrost on the ground. After the dew had, uh, had evaporated, there was something left. The dew was the delivery vehicle of the bread. And uh, when the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, the King James says it is manna, but actually it's, they said, what is it? What is it? Because they didn't know what it was. And Moses said, this is the bread. You know, a lot of times your answer is right in front of you. <laughs> and you can still be looking for the answer. And the Lord said, there it is. What? That's it. Yes. Yeah. And what they didn't know. Is what they were looking at going, what is this? It's going to feed them every day of their life for the next 40 years. Miraculously. Somebody say, praise God. What is it? He said, this is the bread which the Lord has given to you to eat. You know, uh, part of what we call the Lord's Prayer is when he said, uh, give us this day our daily bread. And in fact, Luke said, give us day by day our daily bread. And he fed them out there day by day. And it was always an opportunity to exercise faith because they, they didn't have a guarantee in the natural that they were going to have anything tomorrow. And yet it was there every morning. Every morning. How many know his mercies are new every morning? How many know great is His faithfulness. Can you count on Him? Yes. Said out loud, He will always, he will always supply, all supply all my needs according to His riches, to his riches. In, glory in glory by Christ Jesus. Nothing is too hard for the Lord my God and I do trust Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful to see who He is, what He is, what He's done, what he still does today. Well, our time's up again today. But as you can see, we, we just got kind of half into this. Come back tomorrow, and we're going to see more how they received this miracle from God, and he's still doing them today. We'll see you soon back here in Faith School. I've got the victory.
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.